Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. Authentic conversations with cosmic dudes, change makers, goddesspreneurs alike, empowering you to radiate your radness, honor the journey, trust the process, and go out there and really share your medicine. And talking about sharing your medicine, this episode is all about food as thy medicine with Robin Euclid, and I am so excited about this episode. It's actually really funny. It's very eerie in a way that this is this week's episode. I think, I know for me personally, I'm still processing the passing of Anthony Bourdain and his passion for food and I know a lot of people are really reflecting a lot right now with um, what's going on in the world, and it's been a really trippy week, if I don't say so myself. I know for me, I just turned 29 on Saturday, and now I'm in this space where I'm stepping more into my throat chakra development, and wow, the time that it took for me to be in my heart space between 22 and 28 was such a powerful time of my life. So many lessons, so much growth, a lot of pain, a lot of joy, a lot of opportunity, a lot of memories, a lot of traveling, a lot of expansion, a lot of self-discovery, all the things. Not a victim of what happened to me, but being able to see what happened and to see how far I've come is blowing my mind time and time again. And You know, it's very interesting because I've been feeling how I have been doing these layers of healing, layers of healing, layers of healing. And right now, this layer that I'm really working through is through my solar plexus and reclaiming my power back in such a deep way and my strength and stepping into that and honoring my truth at the same time. And, you know, having Robin here was so great because she's so passionate about gut health. And that's something that I've been challenged by for a really long time since my early teen, mid-teen years. And, you know, this is something that I'm really working on too. And something that she said in this episode about you know our how we process our emotions and how that is also associated with how we are processing our food and that was a big whoa eye-opening experience for me because you'll hear she was talking about her journey and how you know she was having a lot of anxiety and worrisome and all of that and it was really challenging for her body to process that as well as process the food she was eating and so Even when I was editing this and listening to that again, it's just been a huge wake-up call for me and a huge opportunity for me to look at and to claim power back over my digestion and to be in this very beautiful relationship with my body. And I've done so much of that healing lately, Um, healing a lot of the distortion around my body and a lot of these very powerful breakthroughs that I've been having, I've been purging and releasing a lot. And I just, um, I'm starting on Thrive right now. This is my eight week course. And if you're a late bloomer, you can sign up by Wednesday, June 13th at midnight. If you want to join us as a late bloomer, the 
link will be in the show notes. But essentially, this is an eight-week course that I've been embarking on to support women from really healing from the inside out so that they can go forth and share their medicine with the world and thrive in this golden era. So it's part conscious business coaching, part kundalini yoga, part soul activation, and we're just really doing the deep inner work here. We are, it's actually a full soul activation. So I like to say it's part kundalini yoga, part conscious business, and just part soul searching. And we're going in deep. We're getting really clear. We're doing what it takes to balance our masculine and feminine energies and to realize that we have the power to rewrite our story. And when we're eating these nutrient-dense foods, that is helping us to really honor our, our bodies, our vessels, and really allow ourselves to be taking care of, taking care of our bodies. And that's where I'm at. I'm just in this very powerful space in my life where I'm just really honoring my body more. And it's books like Robin's Go With Your Gut that are really helping me reclaim and really take responsibility in my my digestive health and trusting my gut instincts and really shifting my relationship with food and as an emotional eater and all these things. So this book has been such powerful medicine for me. So I just want to talk a little bit about Robin Euclid here because this episode has been months in the making. I first discovered Robin when I was doing Gabby's Spirit Junkies Masterclass and I remember I came across her book, uh, Go With Your Gut, and that was super powerful. And then Thin From Within came out and that book recently back in February and that book has been just as powerful but I've been really just honoring her books and when she reached out saying she wanted to be on the podcast I was beyond thrilled and because like I said you know earlier this whole year I've been focusing so much on my health and I'm continuing to focus on my health but again like I just appreciate this woman so much for her passion to really educate people and to just really allow people to heal themselves by being aware of the food and their lifestyle choices that they're doing. So I'm just really pumped about this episode. And she's a total gem. She's a TV personality. She's an author. She's a health coach, nutritionist. She's a boss mom. I just adore this woman so much. And I appreciate how she really brings in a lot of not just recipes, but she's bringing practical tools to really help people align and live the life that they want and really honor their vessel. So... A little bit about this episode, we talked about her journey to conquer anxiety, we talked about astrology, we talked about her child, we talked about her visions, we talked about her story, we talked about the controversy around food advertising and so much more, including honoring our needs to fill up our cup through joy, connecting to our bodies and listening to the intuition, and how wellness is beyond trendy. This is not a trend, this is here to stay. We also talked about her health journey to nourish her gut and the breakdown that led her to become a nutritionist, as well as leaning into resistance to witness the shifts that bring us to our truth and her resistance 
how and how it was related even with this episode and how it was used to be called. I'm not even going to spoil it, but she had a lot of resistance about when it was called the Sovereign Goddess podcast. And we'll talk about more about that. But it's a really great story. We also talked about practicing patience and slowing down to listen to the signs of the universe and how to honor our bodies. Plus the uprise of candida and and society's addiction to sugar, which is something that I was really excited to talk to her about. Um, as well as the power of your words as you embark on your healing journey and really bring awareness to transmute the old story that we've been taught through our society to really heal our relationships with our body and the way that we eat, as well as making choices through our intuition and with intention. And one of my favorite things we talked about was Robin's vision of how she sees people coming together to really dine and eat and be married together and it was oh, so beautiful. I absolutely love this episode. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Sovereign Society podcast to keep up with all the great things that are coming through. Next week episode, I have Tara Mackey. And I'm really pumped to talk about Wild Habits and her story to reclaim her health back. So there's been so many conversations about health on this podcast. And I'm, I love it. I'm so stoked to just continue to hold that space to help people to really get healthy so that they can live the life that they're worth living. And so if you love these episodes, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Send a review. Let us know what's going on. It takes a lot of time and energy for me personally to do all this work, but I do this because I'm so committed to humanity's awakening and I'm so committed to helping you up a level and radiate your radness and come into alignment to your truth so that you can experience the life far beyond your wildest dreams. So just taking a few minutes to leave a review really helps. It means a lot and it helps us bring really amazing guests and to keep the show going. And if there's a certain part that you love, send, and I want to know who's actually listening too. So send me a screenshot, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and tag me at Sabrina Riccio on Instagram. And you can also use the hashtag Sovereign Society Podcast. But enough of me chatting. I can chat for a long time. You know me. Um, <laughs> again, if you want to join Thrive, this is the last, last call for the year for you to join Thrive. And you'll get the late bloomers special and you'll be able to join us here so you can click the link in my bio to sign up the doors close on wednesday at midnight pacific standard time we already have the first week launched out and it's spirit speaks to those who wish who listen and it's a lot a lot about what we even talked about in this episode so it's just blowing my mind just the synchronicities and the alignment but that's what happens when you're in the flow and you're you are the flow and you're in alignment to how you're here to serve so Thank you again for listening. I'm super pumped about this episode. Can you believe we're already on chapter 43? We are. Chapter 43 of the Sovereign Society podcast, Food as Thy Medicine with Robin Euclid. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Sovereign Society podcast. Authentic conversation with modern medicine women, cosmic dudes, and change makers empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your authentic radness. I'm your host, Serena Riccio, and this episode in particular has been months and months coming, and I've been patiently waiting for this episode with Robin Euclid, and I feel like with today, and we're recording this, Uranus just moved into Taurus, Taurus new moon. It's like the new paradigm is here. Like this is the new paradigm. And 
her passion for gut health and the way that we really view our bodies and the way we're here to really heal our bodies is truly a new paradigm of what she's doing in her movement. Because after reading, I've been reading her books for a while. I read Go With Your Gut. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to interview her someday. Like I just already planted that seed and it was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to interview her someday. And then when she reached out like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. I was like, all right, cool. Let's talk about Thin From Within. And like, here we are. And so we've had to reschedule, reschedule because life and, you know, she's like an amazing mother entrepreneur and like she's just goddesspreneur, literally, like she just radiates it. And so I'm really honored to have her here and to have this conversation to really shift our relationship around our body and the way we seek and, and feed and really see our body uh, to really help us use our bodies truly as a vessel to really share our medicine with the world and really show up fully and authentically and and be change makers. And we have to really have strong vessels. And I feel like tapping into her books and what she's been doing, I really feel like she feels that way too. So I just want to say thank you so much, Robin, for the work that you're doing and your commitment to really educating people on how to make it accessible and easy to really reclaim their health with their gut and to really allow that power center to really propel and to really help people thrive and share their medicine and their truth. So thank you, sister. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely welcome. And I'm excited to be here. And it's, it's very interesting because the day that our original podcast was scheduled, um, I just was looking at my calendar and I'm like, this is too much. Like, this is too much. And I almost never cancel anything or reschedule or move something. And it, I just felt like it was such a good moment for me to learn, like, really, what did my body need? What was happening for me? How could I pivot and shift and listen to myself and honor myself? And I'm still such a work in progress around that and letting that be okay and just reaching out and saying, you know, this is what I need. Is that okay? And it was just, it, was, it sounds silly, but or like small, but like that was a big moment for me, you know? So just even now I'm here and it's like, now I have the space and I have some time to fully be here. Um, how much better that is. <laughs> and that I almost denied myself that and just pushed through. Mm, well, I honor you for that. And I think that's the thing that, a lot of people, it's a huge misconception that people, you know, like people think like people on Instagram, like they put them on pedestals and things like that. But the truth is like, we're human too. And it's like, we all have needs and we all have to make sure that like, we're really honoring those boundaries too, because in a world where like everything is being shared, it's really important to have that boundary and to have that balance of self-care while also like sharing. And I'm sure even with you being a mom and like, also tending to Navy's needs and like your own needs and your husband's needs and your business needs. There is a very strong balancing act that you've had to learn. Yeah. And I'm still learning, you know, yeah. and, and you, you'll see a lot of times I do go a little quiet, what I consider quiet for me on social media. And I do have some parameters in which that I've tuned in to my intuition as a mama, as a woman, um, as a person and seeing, you know, what's okay for me to share on social media of my life, of my child, and also knowing that that can change and that can shift. But just, you know, when do I need to get quiet? When do I need to take a step at a moment away? And what feels like 
joyful to share for me. And that's why uh, people see so many videos of my daughter eating because it's just such, it's just such a joyful moment. She does it from such a place of pleasure and connection and love. And why you don't see her, um, you know, melting down or having a no moment or, you know, it's you just mean real me. life, like real life too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I show that of myself when it feels like it's connected to a purpose. Um, but I don't show that of, of her because I feel that, you know, she didn't give me permission to share that. And it feels, you know, invasive in a way or, yeah. yeah. And also knowing that that's okay. Like I can choose what feels aligned for me, but the, the key in all of this and in all my books and all my messaging is connecting to your intuition first and how that is connected to our gut and our gut health. But more, even more importantly, like what is our body communicating to us in all times and how can we tune into that in any moment, if, even as a busy mom, entrepreneur, anybody in this world and how we can um, use that power, that innate power and that wisdom to support us, to mm -hmm. feel empowered, to feel inspired and not to feel overwhelmed or stuck. Mm -hmm. And well, that's what I feel like too, with this like new paradigm and with so much technology, like we've really had to evolve as a species to live beyond the five senses and to really hone into that intuition because there's that subtlety amongst the noise because now there's just a lot more noise, you know, like there's podcasts and there's like social media and there's like all the TV. But if you go back to the very primal ages of humanity we didn't have any of that technology so now that we have this technology we really have to dive in one step deeper and use that intuition to really help us listen to our body's needs so know when to say no thinking to know to when to reschedule that podcast otherwise we're just going to crash and burn yeah and it's it's interesting that you know all these cool technologies and these new ways for us to connect and learn and take in information and be seen and heard in the world are requiring us to go even more primal and more mm -hmm. ancestral and deeper mm -hmm. into our own internal voices. And it's not really an option anymore. We have to go through some sort of training with ourselves or we're going off the rails. Mm -hmm. I feel like even a couple years ago, it was more, you know, oh, I'm spending too much time scrolling around my phone, but it wasn't what it is now. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's literally like what, which is so like, I love sharing the message in my work is no, it's your intuition. It's your intention. You know, when, you know, how you feel after eating a bag of chips, when it was just you eating a bag of chips, when you lost your mind and you know how it feels to eat a bag of chips when you're like, yeah, I want to eat this bag of chips. These are delicious chips. I'm so excited for these. And you're present and you know when to say you've had enough and like, it's no big deal. And so that conversation is hap needs to happen in all of our moments. And we can let that feel flowing and supportive and a part of us instead of feeling like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted by how much conversation I'm having with our, myself. You know, when mm -hmm. I explain to people the process that I have around food, which really is, you know, putting a hand on my belly, taking a breath, asking what my body needs, um, you know, that that can sound obsessive, but it's, for me, it's the opposite. You know, it's when I go- It's nurturing. Water, Right, exactly. It's how mm -hmm. I take care of myself. And you can do it quickly. It doesn't need to take a lot of time. But it's just, if you can do that before anything you eat in your day, even if it's before like a snack, like a bar you're having or something, just like, what do I need? Would this feel supportable? Sometimes you may just hear like, I need a glass of water before this. Or like, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I made this choice. Like it's not just to look for the negative, it's to look for all of it. So that you're always having this conversation with yourself in some way. It's a symbi Well, I see it as like a symbiotic relationship. And 
Um, I've had gut health issues for a long time, like a really long time. I've been dealing with candida since high school and things like that, like literally for a really long time. And um, even lately, I've been having a lot of health issues. I've been doing so many, like so much blood work and things like that. And I realized last night, you know, um, the relationship, not just with the food that I eat or my actions, but also the way that I, what stories am I still holding on to, right? What stories am I still holding on to? And the majority of my trauma stored between the ages of 16 and 22, which is the developmental of the solar plex chakra, which is so much of your digestive system and your stomach and things like that. So if we're continuing to hold on and repeat those stories that are really not propelling us forward, but are leaving us in that victim mode, there's no way you're going to be able to really eat healthy and really, you know, because there is a symbiotic relationship. There is no separation between the food, the energy of the food in your mouth to the energy that is in your body, to the energy that is in your thoughts and the energy that is just around you. Yeah. I like to think of that like, you know, what are you asking your body to digest? Mm -hmm. Mm. Right? Or what are you digesting food-wise, nutritionally, but what mm. thoughts, what feelings, what emotions, what stories? You know, and I share in my story, you know, people are like, well, what's your gut health story? And, and personally, I didn't suffer from a lot of what would be qualified as gut health issues like IBS or um, celiac or anything like that. But I absolutely suffered a lot from anxiety in my stomach and holding on and clenching when it was time to release and let go and allow and feeling, um, you know, make myself sick almost from that, you know, feeling just paralyzed in my body and so um, worrisome and anxious and realizing that I was asking my system to digest a lot when its main job was to be, you know, in a parasympathetic state in that rest and digest mode, that calm and leaning into the love and everything is going to be okay. Everything is supporting me instead of the fear and the, what if this doesn't work out and how am I going to do that? And realizing like my body, asking my body to process that and whatever I was eating was way too much mm -hmm. for my system and for most people's systems. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your health stuff. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm working through it. But like I said, I, I realized a lot last night because I went to a very deep ceremony to really bring in like this new moon energy and the void moon to just really do that deep work. And this Uranus and Taurus, which is here for like 80 plus years now, and this is like the new paradigm. And yeah, it's been a really potent cosmic day. And um, thank you for that. And that's me like really shifting. But I'm also, you know, going back to when we were talking about that ancestral, like primal, how we have to go to that. And that's the thing too, is just realizing that a lot of our health issues can really stem from our DNA and the things that our family carry too, the traumas and things like that, because it is passed down, you know, as a mother, I'm sure you've seen, like you've done a lot of work before having Navy and really doing that. So it's like a conscious, um, a conscious declaration almost to your child that's coming in, like, I'm going to be doing this work so I don't continue to pass on this trait. And so I feel like a lot of what we're experiencing right now is that our ancestors and our parents really didn't have the awareness of gut health. They really didn't have the awareness of the power. You know, they did have the awareness of the power of food or deep ancestors, you know, but it wasn't until so many of these antibiotics and GMOs and things like that came in. And then I just feel like with so much of um, like the Great Depression and things like that, there's still that pain that our ancestors carry because I still see that with my grandmother right now and you know my grandmother 
my family is all from New York and my grandma had eight kids. And so my, my, it was just, my grandfather was an NYPD Lieutenant officer. And like, so she was at home by herself raising eight kids. And so she, you know, the story of like, we're poor and all of that. And that continues to trickle down and realizing like the worthiness of like, you're like, it's your like divine right to eat real food. Like it's your divine right to eat nutrient rich, like food, you know, and that's, there's a, there's a lot of power right now with people and it's through their money and the way that they're spending their money. And I feel like that's why there's such a huge uprise of um, like health brands that are really coming out and healthy foods and snacks and things like that, because that's what the people want. And I feel like there will get a point where it will be even more accessible to get that because right now it's so trendy in that way. And, but there will come a time where that's the norm. That's what I see. And that's what I hold. And yeah, sure, I really you know? I felt a lot of um, like wellness, you know, I was hanging out with my friend last night who went to the nutrition school I went to so long ago as well. And it's like, she said, remember, you used to go to Greenpoint, Brooklyn for like the one place that had matcha. Now in New York, it's everywhere. Clearly, it's not everywhere around the world. But wellness is definitely becoming more of who we are and where we're living instead of a trend or a thing that we're mm-hmm. reaching for. And I'm so glad in the same vein that gut health in a sense is trendy because it means Mm. it's getting focus and it's getting some attention and there's articles and it's coming more to the mainstream to realize, you know, what we have done, you know, to our guts and our microbiomes and really how we can repair it. There's so much that your body, your body is always working for you. Mm -hmm. Your body wants you to be well. Your body wants you to be healthy. You can reset your hunger hormones in three days. Your gut microbiome can reset itself in seven days. Like it's some of these things are a longer process, but there's huge shifts, research that can happen so quickly because your body is always working in your favor. So if you're feeling like you've got some of these imbalances or you have a history of antibiotics, I was way over medicated my whole life. Mm -hmm. I um, I have a heart condition that at the time required uh, antibiotics, a high, high dose of antibiotics anytime I went to the dentist. And I had like a mouthful of braces and cavities and all of that. So I had, and then I had chronic sinus infections. So I had my, spent my whole life practically on antibiotics. And I don't mm. suffer from any of the fallout from that now because I've spent years nourishing my gut. Uh, I've been very lucky to start this, but people, you can start today, you know, taking, you know, adding in some raw probiotic rich sauerkraut, adding in more of these foods, you know, focusing, yes, the products are amazing. These new health food products are amazing, but like roasted carrots, steamed kale, you know, a drizzle of a quality oil, coconut oil. Like what's nice about the food is we are starting to come to some agreement on some of these nourishing foods and how we can get them in, you know, snacking on avocados. Yes. There's some of these more gut friendly foods for sure that are trendier, but like really these basic nourishing from the earth foods and how we can bring those in those will heal you they will heal you or they'll be part of your healing process can i share with you what came through when you were talking about having a sinus infection and stuff so your sinuses and your ears are so connected with your throat chakra and i think what what i was hearing at that moment was like that to me was the universe sharing with you like this is the this is how you're going to be sharing your truth and sharing and living out your dharma that's cool. Wow. Because it was That's like, cool. it's this block. It was a blockage of your throat. Like that, that moment in your life, you weren't living your authentic expression, your truth. 
And so this, it's like a, you know, again, you're talking about the body wants to work for you. That was your body communicating with you, like ding, 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 like neon lights. Like this is, this is the puzzle piece for you living out your Dharma and you sharing your medicine, Robin, go for it. That's what I just got goosebumps. Like that's what I heard when you were sharing that. That's cool. You know, that reminds me. So I, uh, before I found nutrition, I worked as like an actress as a kid. And then I went to college and my dad said, you know, love my dad, but he said at the time, he's like, you've been acting your whole life. I'm not paying for you to go to acting school, you know, go get a degree in something else. And so I went to college. I was an international relations and political philosophy double major with a minor in geology. And I was going to be an international criminal court lawyer and didn't do anything with acting for years or performing. I don't even think acting was ever like my calling. It was just like sharing myself in a, in a way that felt scary to me. You know, like I've always like stepped into the fire kind of feeling. And after college, I got a job at a nonprofit organization and I was doing fundraising and development. And I was kind of like, I call myself a clipboard girl. Like I was very good at organizing and (laughs) getting funds raised and putting on events, which clearly has served me well in running my own business. Like I was kind of a hidden, a secret entrepreneur and I didn't know it. Um, But one night I was going to meet my, my mom and some girlfriends that I'd grown up with. So they'd known her. And I was going to Serendipity, this, that famous hot chocolate place in Upper East Side, and it was pouring rain out. And I was about to go into the restaurant, and I just felt this wave of like complete and total like shakes come over me and panic. And I went into a doorway. I thought I was going to die. I learned later I was having a full-blown like stage 10 panic attack. And my boyfriend at the time had to come and get me. Like I literally couldn't even get out of this doorway. I was so crippled by fear and anxiety and this flood of overwhelm. And I realized, you know, after that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm not doing with my life what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And at the time, again, it just meant expression of some kind. So I went down the acting round and got headshots and was in theater and I loved it. And, you know, typical, like kind of struggling actor. And again, I don't even know that that's what I was supposed to be doing, but it was, I was supposed to be sharing. I was supposed to be showing up in a way that felt scary to me, that felt like I was living my passion. And, you know, from that panic attack, that's, that's led me, you know, to the path of all of this. And, you know, I did end up in wellness and nutrition, but really mostly that was scary for me too. And now I get to share it more on social media and in other ways that make me feel connected to kind of that performer in me. But I still see that evolving in me. You know, people could look at me and be like, oh, she has two books or she has this business and she's there and that's what it looks like. And I feel like this is just another like step on the ladder. Like I'm continuing, like I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes for me because I know, yes, the passion is about sharing about wellness and your intuition and gut health, but really it's about me sharing myself and you sharing yourself and how you can connect to that. And people, so if, people want realness. Yeah. So if it's through cleaning up your food or connecting to your intuition, great. It's like, these are, we have all these ways and all these guests that you connect with. It's like, how can we all collectively connect to, you know, what's burning inside of us to come out in any way, in any medium and allowing that and letting that be okay. Giving ourselves permission to be about whatever that is. Hmm. Yes. Amen to that. (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny because before we got on to you were talking about like, oh, like the word goddess is like a trigger to me. And then you heard like my episode with Ruby Warrington and that was one of my favorite episodes. And do you share like you're talking about like how there was like resistance, but you're like, I need to go and jump into that. 
<laughs> yeah, can I share? So, yeah. so with everyone. So I, I'm typically, you know, I tr I try to be give equal word equality, but there's some words that just for me, I'm just like, no, I don't know. There's just something to me, whatever it's my upbringing. Like we all have them, and goddess is one of them. I'm like, oh goddess. I just, you know, I, whatever. I'm like a sharp tongue New Yorker, like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I was raised by them. I get it. Yeah, like to, exactly. You speak this language. Like to take a moment to think about, you know, any of it. Like, see, I'm not even like I'm. All, I'm stuttering. Like I don't even have words for it. Whether it's a block or not, or who knows. But there's just something in that that vibration where I'm just like, no. And so, you know, anytime there's a program or someone uses something around that language, and clearly it's not just the word goddess. There's something else within that. But um, I was I took myself on a little staycation. I, in the winter, I knew that I needed to get quiet and go in before my book was coming out because especially in life in general, but especially with a toddler and full running business, my life is really loud and, and it's just noise. There's a lot of noise in addition to the noise. And so I knew that I wasn't going to be able to share the message of this book from my authentic self unless I had a minute to be like, Hey, authentic self, how are you feeling? So I told my husband, I went to a hotel for two days down the street in Brooklyn. So many things worked out for that to happen. It was incredible. I was actually supposed to be at Ruby Warrington's retreat, but it didn't mm. work out. And then like I found this hotel and it was all organic. And then they were running this ridiculous special where it was a third or a quarter of the price. Like so many of those magical moments. The synchronicity you know, moments oh. are just like, here, here's on a yeah. silver platter. So yeah. it's, it's the best. And so I was reading Ruby's book at the time. Uh, and, and, and I was so grateful to have those two days cause I could finish a book. And again, my, the mom's listening, no, you know, you read a book every, if I can get one in, in six months, I'm in like a really good pace. And so I finished that book in two days. So I just wanted to really hear her, not just read the book. That's why the podcasts are so wonderful with authors is you read the words, but then you hear their connection to it. And so I was looking for Ruby's and Ruby had shared it. And she was like, I'm really into this one. And I listened to yours. I saw the name and I'm like, sovereign goddess, what? And then like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, but something in me, as opposed to saying, no, that's not for me. I went, that feels like it's not for me, but something in me is saying, go into the resistance, lean in. There's something in this. There's a message, there's a spark. And not even I need to get something out of it, but just knowing that when we feel that fear and we're really supposed to go into it and you do, it feels like you really accomplish something. Like it's kind of a big deal and it can lead to so many other sparks and ahas and insights and kind of the timing of the planets right now. And this is also a new conversation for me to even know that it's pronounced Uranus and not Uranus is a big deal. Uh, you know, just feeling now we're talking and there's this shift happening and oh my God, have I been feeling this shift lately? You know, usually I'm such, I've, I've trained myself to be so cool as a cucumber in mom life. You know, she throws something against the wall and I just breathe and I'm like, what would be helpful in this moment? But lately I'm cursing at the red lights and just feeling all this stickiness of what's, what's shifting. So there's just definitely something happening right now about going into the resistance, going into the fire and just breathing with it and seeing what's there and knowing that you don't have to have the answer. I don't have the answer. You don't have the answer. It's just, can I just be with this and see what's coming up for me? And in me doing this, I had another coaching call and one of my, I have run a weekly coaching program called Rockstar Collective. And I had Jamie Graber as one of the guest teachers and she teaches about mind shifting and moon rituals. 
and just spending more time with that this morning, I'm just realizing like I'm going through a shift right now. Like there's something changing and it's all connected and I don't know how it's going to shake out, but cool. You know, yeah. can I share with you what I've gotten from that? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Um, so what I see, you know, and you talk a lot this about this too in your book is like the importance of balance. Right. So I feel like right now there is a master shift. That's like a recalibration that's happening between the balance of the masculine and feminine, which is why I changed the name from Sovereign Goddess Podcast to Sovereign Society. One, because I feel like it was more approachable. And two, I like you're saying, like, oh, God, it's like, ah. I was like, the New Yorker roots in me are, like, kicking in. Um, and two, I was, um, Luke Story reached out to me, and he was like, hey, like, do you want, do you, will you allow Cosmic Dudes on? And so to me, I just felt like, I was resisting bringing on the men for a while because I was working so much of healing my own feminine. And, uh, but now it's like re recalibrating that balance. So what I'm seeing is happening right now is that there is this like very strong divine balance with the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And we talk about that as like 5d consciousness. So I feel like we're, we're con consciously up leveling, you know, as our collective is becoming more awake and they're becoming more conscious and more aware and more intuitive. So to me, like that 5d unity consciousness is becoming the baseline now. Like that is the new foundation so it's like everything that has been purging from the old paradigm of that 3d because we're continuing to up level higher and higher and higher as a humanity because there is more love the tv will show propaganda social media you know like especially facebook with our parents generation will show propaganda because in i have this freudian slip that we're experiencing made for tv trauma right now and so if we're having these made for tv traumas we're going to eat unhealthy or most people will if they're not conscious of it, you know, because they're going back to that ancestral pain. And a lot of, I get going back around those ancestors, for instance, like they didn't really have the awareness or the health or the acknowledgement of the importance of food, the importance of chewing, the importance of, you know, like really uh, paying respect to the food and like blessing that food instead of just like unconsciously eating the fast food, revolution you know so all of that is kind of like dying out right now and I feel like what's happening even with you is like you're a pioneer for the voice of gut health but like there's not very many people out there talking a lot about gut health and your passion for it is just really helping you up level and share up so like when you're going through that it's kind of like the shake up right it's a shaking before the awakening of even like anchoring in more of that truth and it's like recognizing those triggers and you know because we all have our triggers and it's like how can I love more or how can I like breathe more how can I forgive how can I choose again and be conscious you know and there's it's always layers and again going with that symbiotic relationship so I feel like that shifting is happening is just like um there's a new baseline and that is the unity consciousness and as we continue to go higher you know so you see a lot more sacred geometry because that's the next level that's 60 and then 70 is is the sound current, which is you speaking your truth. So you're going to have to continuously up level because, you know, it's a massive universe. Um, so that's why I feel like so many people that are on a path of speaking truth are really feeling these shifts because it's literally the old parts just really dissolving and seeing the triggers of how you're going to react in that way when you see the red light and you're like, ah, like, 
you know, going back to that baseline of that calmness and that centeredness and that truth and that balance. Cool. And feeling the shifts from a new place, like shifts for me, I think over the last decade when I've kind of come on this. So I've had my coaching practice for almost a decade now. And for so many years, it was my shifts in consciousness looked like picking a fight with my husband or boyfriend at the time. And, you know, well, my business isn't working out or no one's going to want this or like this or eating my way through the kitchen cabinets at night. And now that I'm not doing that, that I'm getting quiet and I'm turning to love instead of the fear, I don't know what shifting looks like or feels like. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what that collective, you know, as you were saying, you know, come, how that comes together. I'm like learning that right now. So I have done the work to take care of my body, to tune into my intuition, to call on all these elements working for me. So how does, where do I go from here? You know, how does that play That's where out? the trust comes in too. And that's where I feel like listening to the intuition because it will never steer you wrong. Yeah. And so many of my readers that I, I, you know, they hear the voices. It's the training I find is really around listening and mm-hmm. trusting. And also knowing, like I say, I heard the voices, you know, kind of, so I'd be snacking my way through the kitchen cabinets at night, going from salty to sweet and back again 15 times over until I was done. And I would hear a voice say, put that down and go take a shower or go take a bath, but I couldn't listen to it. And then sometimes I even had more messages from the universe, like something would fall out of the cabinet and drop on my foot or I would bang my head on the cabinet or, you know, something would explode in the refrigerator, like all these little messages, but I wasn't ready to really hear them, but I knew I was getting them. So just knowing, like telling your listeners, like this takes time. Some Mm -hmm. things can happen in a moment. But some things will take years. And just the, the practice of chewing our food before swallowing, that took me years to finally be at a place where I'm doing this now most of the time. And sometimes I do need reminders and, you know, our brains need something to be busy with. You know, for example, I run a chewing challenge. I have a free 21-day chewing challenge called thechewingchallenge.com. And it's me in your inbox for 21 days being like, chew your food, which is, might sound wild, but we need it. You know, so it's, Really how I teach and how I coach and write and everything is about the practical, right? The chewing our food, right? Starting with something like there, you know, giving ourselves something to focus on during meal times, and then also the energetic and the emotional and the what's beneath it and kind of giving the little left brain enough chew toys to play with while your right brain might be doing more of that, you know, deeper integration work and Mm. seeing how that comes together over time and changes and is constantly shifting. I love that. Yeah. And so this is what's interesting too, because like I'm really working with my gut health right now a lot too. Like I found a parasite in my colonic a couple weeks ago and um, I feel like there's more in there. So like last week I had like stool samples, six vials of blood drawn out, like breathing metastases. You know, do I have limes? Do what do I have? This, 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 and just like really tapping into all of that. And so it's been really interesting for me. And this is something I really want to ask because I know a lot of people suffer from candida. And so even working with like candida or having candida or experiencing candida, because I'm also in this space of being aware of the words that you're saying, you know, like I refuse to say like, they're my parasites. I don't own them. They're just like invasive right now and they're going to peace out soon, but they're not mine or like, 
you know, like really not owning that and just realizing it's part of your experience and they're there to teach you something. And so what's been really interesting for me, because like I've read your book, I've done your recipes and I'm still really having this hard time understanding because I was always taught like with candida, like don't have the fermented foods because you're actually going to feed more of the bad bacteria. So what do you feel about like the uprise of candida and sugar and all of that? And cause and having that reset, so you have to first have the reset. Yeah. So can, so candida definitely is the, 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 what's the word I'm trying to, like the, the counterpoint to all the sugar that's invaded our diets. It's like, it's how our body is responding. It's how they're reacting. It's like the fling back, right? So the rubber band, we pulled the rubber band too tight and boom, all of us ended up with candida. In addition to a bunch of other, other environmental factors and um, what our bodies are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So I always say with that, um, uh, my research is that I do actually do not feel that fermented foods in the beginning stages of healing your candida are recommended. Mm-hmm. I think some of the dairy-based ones can be okay, like kefir or coconut kefir, for example, but I don't think that the sauerkraut or the fermented vegetables or kombucha, for example, um, are what I would keep as part of the protocol. I like to really distinguish for my clients, whether it's candida or IBS, whatever it is that they're going through, that there's a healing stage. And that healing process can be, some people it could be a couple of weeks, it could be a couple of months, it could be a couple of years, it could be a couple of decades. But just this idea that, okay, so I'm in a healing time right now. What do I need to take away? What do I need to bring out? And I trust that this is a cycle. There will be another side of this. This will not be forever. And I feel like just recognizing that this is not forever. This is just what my body needs right now. And you can see that shifting and changing and thrusting that that will happen for you can in itself give your body so much more space to heal and do what it needs to do. Just that mind shift of, oh my God, this is a a life sentence and I'm never going to be able to eat that Mm -hmm. again. It's like, no, I don't think that that's true for you. I think your body will need this for, we'll see how long, and then we can start to play and go from there. And that's what a powerful, like that to me feels more empowering because that's so much of the shift to mindset is like getting out of that victim mode of like, (coughs) excuse me, this is like, oh, see, I'm like, clearing out my throat (laughs) as I share that getting out of that victim mode of like, Oh, my candida or like, Oh, I I'm, I'm, you know, this is the doomsday. Like I can't do this anymore. But to me, something that's been really strong too is shifting the word set. So instead of like discipline, because there's such a heavy negative connotation to it, it can bring instill a lot of fear and stuff. How about shifting it to devotion? Instead of, you know what I mean? And like, this is my devotion to my body, to my health, to my well-being, having this be my sadhana, my practice, having this be how I'm able to share with the world is through the health of my, my gut and my body and to really take responsibility for that and realize like, hey, I'm dedicated because I'm devoted to this because I know what's going to be on the other side is going to be even better than I can ever imagine. Yeah. And the lessons never look the way you think they're going to. No. Right? We think like what we need to learn is going to be somehow like way cuter mm-hmm. than it ends up being, but it's 
they're delivered and they are, they are challenging and they're mm-hmm. challenging for what's, for, and they're challenging for us in that moment. It wouldn't be necessarily challenging for your friend next to you. It's for you in that moment. It's just so interesting. Um, and I like to use the language, like I'm actively working towards healing or I'm mm-hmm. actively working towards shifting this. My body is in the process of shifting this. And, and, and feeling again. that, feeling those words and that vibration. Definitely. Well, it's interesting too, because I feel like what I'm hearing too right now, like receiving is like, I feel like there's such a huge wave of like gut health issues or like it's such on the forefront is because this is like the universe's opportunity to try to heal the family and Mm. making like cooking together as you know, that's so ancestral too, is like the family all coming together to cook and using that food as a space of gathering because we're so disconnected with like the TV and the technology and being on the screens, you know, when we're eating and we don't really allow that time to like sit around the table together like we used to, you know, everything is so go, go, go. Yeah. It's interesting. The, uh, with the cooking conversation, like we always cooked, my grandmother cooked, but what happened was it was actually advertising. So it was Mm -hmm. a a media message coming in of, well, you want to be the better mom. The better mom is taking something out of the freezer and you don't have to slave away. The better mom opens this can. It's a propaganda in a way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it it was. I mean, I've looked, I've researched, you know, when we shifted away, I've spent a lot of time on this and it's, it blows my mind. When was it around that time? Like what, what years? Yeah. Like when TV dinners came out Mm -hmm. and you know, Chef Boyardee and all these canned foods, it was, this is better. I have a really funny story about Chef Boyardee. So my it's gra- delicious. I no, love that. No, wait, yeah. this is even better. <laughs> so my grandfather, I come from two generations of chefs. My family owns restaurants. And my grandfather was fresh off the boat from Italy, and he came to New York and then moved to L.A. And uh, when he was living in Redondo Beach, someone approached him and was like, hey, we want you to, like, before Chef Boyardee, hey, we have this idea. We want to, so- like, bottle and can your, your sauce. They wanted my grandfather to be Chef Boyardee. And my grandfather said, who would eat pasta out of a can? Oh, my God. Do you want to hear something also even more? My yeah, mind? yeah. I have, I have a parallel story to that. <laughs> I had to hear it. <laughs> Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's. Uh-huh had his boat docked next to my like dad or grandpa's boat or something in Cincinnati. And he approached my dad to go 50 with 50 with him on Wendy's when his little redheaded girl was like running around. And my dad was like, wow. Talk ever, about a parallel universe. Who would ever eat fast food hamburgers? <laughs> like okay, this one's going to buy from this guy. And he, I would have been part of like the Wendy's fast food hamburger empire, which actually would have been great because I would have, Change the whole thing, but you're wow! T- true parallel universe. Like, talk about a pendulum swing. A swing. Yeah. That's wild. I've never heard. That's wild. Your grandpa was going to be Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. So yeah. just know that, like, these are messages that we have been very, very. We think we're smarter than we are with some of this stuff, and we're not. The food is designed to be addictive. Yeah. That way, there's. There's specific flavor nuances that they test a hundred times on a candy bar or this to get you right at that point. Yeah. More, it's all there. And 
The other level of this is your phone is designed the same way too. Mm -hmm. With your algorithms so and the addiction, like, yeah. For example, on Instagram, Instagram doesn't, every time you open Instagram and you see your likes, it doesn't show you like a couple likes and then you have a couple likes later, it bundles them. So you get a hit and you get a serotonin surge. Stop. So you then, yeah, no, so then you then connect like, oh, I got a hit, there's joy there. And then you keep toggling through everything until it dwindles and you come down from your high. Your high. It's all designed, it's all, all designed that way. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we can like get pissed and shocked for so a minute. So now we have that awareness. How do we, how do we choose other than being resistant? Cause we're talking about resistance earlier. That never works. Like I can't stand the resist movement. I don't think it's, there's no solutions there. So we be rebellious by coming up with solutions. Like it's all about being rebellious. That's a new paradigm way. Like it's very rebellious to be like, oh, I don't eat fast food. For instance, I live in a very small town now here in Joshua Tree. And when I bought my house, my realtor is like, oh, you've got all the goods now. You've got Applebee's, you've got Sizzlers, you've got Panda Express. And in my head, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> but that's like, they're meeting you. Those advertisers are meeting you where you are too. Yeah. You know? So, this, so it's, it all comes back to, so, okay. So to sum up some of my philosophies around food and everything, it's, I always say, clean up your gut you can live from your gut. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to your gut health. What's happening there? Are you feeling bloated? Or you feel like you're digesting your food? You know, what are these, some of these gut healing foods I talk about? They're all over my blog. They're all over my books that you can bring in. And how can we support ourselves to make these choices that make us feel good? And then the more we start cleaning up our gut, the more we're going to be able to connect to that intuitive voice. And that intuitive voice is what's here to guide us and also guide us through our food, but guide us through our phones. So again, it's that like potato chip hangover. When, when does it feel like it was an intentional choice and when does it feel like it, it, it isn't? So watch yourself, you know, see when do I turn to my phone to get that hit? And just like, I'm watching myself lately too. Like, oh, I do not need to be picking up my phone in this moment. I do not need to be checking it. And I'm uncomfortable. And it's designed that way. So taking a breath, recognizing, oh, I want to pick up my phone again right now. Take a breath, put it back down. What do I need? Is something going on here? No, nothing's going on. You're just, you know, distracted and used to being and used to distracting yourself. Or I'm uncomfortable. I'm upset that my husband's coming home late. I didn't get a moment to take a minute for myself before I walked in with my daughter at night, you know, again, and then what are these practices that I need to bring in? You know, one thing that I teach in Thin From Within is taking a minute for yourself before you come into your evening you know, before the kids, before whatever it is that your evening ritual is. And it doesn't need to be a meditation, a whole thing. It can just be three deep breaths, but just coming into yourself, coming into your body. So then you can make choices from a place of intuition and intention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people have a hard time going within because a lot of people are resisting to the things that they need to heal or the things they need to address. And it's like, that's not going to take it. That doesn't work anymore it really doesn't work anymore. Like you really need to like nurture yourself. Like self-care is everything today. Like really making sure your cup is full before you're going out and sharing and doing the work and connecting with family or being around the triggers or, you know, it's just like really, that's a level of self-respect, which I feel like a lot of most, the majority of society is really steered away from is self-respect. Yeah. And I like to teach too that self-care, like it's not, it's, it's just life. Like your self-care is first and everything goes around that. Yeah. So if you look at your calendar and you were like, okay, well even, and if I could do this with toddler, you can do it. 
you know, <laughs> you know, what's happening in your work, what's happening in your home life, like where do you need to get those things in? What do you and also it's asking us to ask for more. Mm -hmm. I needed to ask my husband, you know, a couple mornings a week, I need to, I need you to get her first so that I can meditate and that I can do some journaling so I can come into myself. But that was a big deal for me to ask because, you know, well, it's overcoming the martyrdom too. Totally. And releasing that and letting yeah. go of that. You know, what, what can you ask for? How can you make, and if you're not going to get that support in your immediate set circle, how can you find it somewhere else? Mm -hmm. What do you need? Yeah, I think that's the thing. A lot of people have a hard time asking for help and a lot of people have a challenging time receiving, you know, and it's like that's part, again, going with back with balance. It's everything. There has to be a balance of give and take and give and receive and otherwise you'll feel depleted and you start to feel really resentful and really bitter and that's not, and then, then you're going to eat all the junk foods. Like you eat the sugars when you feel like you need more heart opening. You eat the salties when you feel like you need more power and things like that and I just feel like there's just a deep level of awareness of being aware of what are the types of foods you're eating too and realizing like, you know, what, what's in it. Like for instance, LaCroix, I just learned that LaCroix. EPA and the cans. Not even that. They're natural flavors. They add an, an additive into it to make you addicted to continue to drink more LaCroix. But they don't, don't have to, they don't have to say those things, you no. know, because it's like part of – so I like my prayer is like looking forward to the day where they can, they really have to share like the ingredients, like really, really pure ingredients because there's so many crazy other words that are covering up what's actually happening. Yep. Anytime you feel like you have a, a serving, what would feel like a complete amount of something and you immediately feel yourself wanting more, look at the ingredients and it can be something as innocent as flavored sparkling water. Because there's never time that I have one of those that I don't immediately want one right after. Amazing. Yeah. And that's a that's really what it's designed for. Who that's I just have to like feel into that. Like the serving size, like realizing like once you've had that serving size, like if you like whatever you're craving and realizing, damn, that's like who like mind blown right there with that one. Yeah. And it's funny you keep saying balance. Do you know I'm a Libra? Well, I'm a Gemini, so it makes sense. <laughs> my husband's a Gemini. My husband's a Gemini and I'm all Libra. I'm in this space right now where, you know, with this um, Uranus Taurus and Taurus new moon. Um, so Taurus, I, my, my uh, sun and moon in Libra. Wow. Your sun and sun moon in Libra. And my Mercury's in Scorpio, which definitely makes sense. So yeah, yeah. My, I said, and my ascending is cancer. That's the one that's different. Oh, that's why you're so mama nurturing. Truly, that's, like, that's so you, like, being that nurturing of, like, you know, cancer is so that, of, like, nurturing love, the moon, like, the essence, which is so funny because you're like, oh, the goddess word, but, like, that is, like, my cancer, and that's your personality, but, yeah, I, I just think, like, I just see a huge, huge, a huge shift in that, too, you know, and there's so much about, like, eat with your blood type and, you know, like my ride or die Sahara is so big with the Ayurveda and she's really being a pioneer of like how Ayurveda is shifting and like there's so much more science now even with a lot of these ancient um, teachings of food. But I feel like the overall thing is just really what feels right with you and to well, not shame other people for their food choices. You know, you can just like lead by example um, and just like honor people for where they are. I think that's the real paradigm shift. Yeah. 
And knowing too that like what's working for you will likely shift and change. That's why I'm all about constantly tuning in, constantly checking in. Mm-hmm. It's funny because um, in my book, I teach about a rule of five plate and the five right. you want to have. Um, and you know, it's nothing wild. It's just a nice way to think about it, but it's protein, healthy protein, healthy fat, um, uh, uh, fermented food and um, uh, greens cooked mm-hmm. or raw, depending what works for you. And then a cooked yep. vegetable. Mm-hmm. And, What's interesting is recently I'm like, I don't want, I'm over like roasted carrots, roasted cauliflower, roasted broccoli. I'm like, what's going on? And I was talking with um, Emily who's on my team and I was like, what's going on? She's like, oh, well, the season's changing. It's summer here. We want grilled vegetables. We don't want something roasted and like Mm -hmm. heavier. So I'm like, oh, I just need to take on my griddle plate. And all of a sudden summer squash and onions and asparagus and all of that, you know, on my griddle plate sounded amazing again. So it's this constant you know, checking in what works for you. And I'm like, okay, well, that will be my cooked vegetable. And I'm so glad I didn't write roasted vegetables in the book because that wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like that's the, that's like the next, the new paradigm is really connecting that cosmic convergence of recognizing the energy of the planets and the seasons and recognizing the local foods and really tapping into that space too. I think that's really where people are really waking up. And realizing that it doesn't have to be stagnant because I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of with meal prepping is like, oh my God, I'm eating this again. You know, I think that's, I know that's been my shift. It's like, oh man, it's like, I have to eat this for three days now. Like that seems complacent, but then it's like, how can you switch it up? How can you mix it up and introduce other things? So it's not like the Truman show on your plate. Yeah. Well, I have a whole workshop on that. Do you have my meal prep workshop? I have to send it for you. I can share it with your listeners. I have yeah, a I'll workshop. put the link below. Yeah, that's really just, it's not, it's about how to make these foods, but it, I'm not chopping an onion. It's more about how to think about putting this together. Mm-hmm. So it does stay interesting to you, how to use fresh herbs and how mm-hmm. to keep it basic. And I call it more like assembling instead of. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an art form on your plate almost. Totally. You know, it's like you're painting, you're doable. putting together a masterpiece on your plate of like nature's gifts and her nourishment. And I feel like that's the other way we can really start healing the planet too, is by like really honoring and paying reverence to her foods and the medicines that she's offering through her plants. I love that you just said that. It's something I would never say. And I love that you just said that. <laughs> oh, so good. Because I feel that and I believe that. It's just so interesting to show like how different we are in our language and what our gifts are and how we express ourselves and communicate and what our truths are. And I hear that and it resonates, but those words would never come out of, not right now in my head in, in that way, but it's all the same message. It's all the same story. It's all coming from the earth. It's all how we're connected. And there's the science of that. And then there's also just the knowing of that. And it's- yeah. Like, I feel like this, like this year, there was like an Earth Day hangover. Like people were still talking about Earth Day after Earth Day. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we really are going back to this like Uranus and Taurus. Like we really are in this new paradigm of really recognizing we are all one with the planet and like really recognizing that and recognizing like I have, for instance, I have um, a mulberry tree in my backyard. And so it's so strong in antioxidants and digestive health. So that's Gaia sharing with me, like, I'm here to be bountiful in this tree and share with you nutrients and medicine that you can eat every day that's going to continue to help you with your gut health and strengthen your lower triangle, which is in Kundalini Yoga, we talk about the lower triangle being 
your physical reality. That's like your physical baseline, essentially. So anything, any trauma that's caused between the ages of zero and 22, it's stuck in that lower triangle. And if that's not strong as your foundation, you can't live from your heart and then you can't live from your spiritual self either. So having that baseline be really strong to heal the solar plexus and the sacral and even just the root and like, you know, if I feel like I need to get grounded, I eat root veggies and just really being aware of the awareness of these, of the food as well. I think that is revolutionary. 21 years old. So share another story. I, I lost my father to cancer when he, I was 17. So I never, I never knew about that, like learning and development stage. Like I know it's a very, I've always said to people like to have a trauma like that in those years is very interesting. Yeah. There's something else. And maybe that's what I was tapping into and I just didn't have the language for it, but there's just something else that happens in that stage of your life that like you're, it's, it's like, it's like, it's an in-between there's, you know, it's well, like, it's like the adolescent into like coming into like young adult because all of my trauma went from like 16 to to 22 in my life. Like I had, I went to like probably like 16 funerals between that time and like deep trauma to see deep depression, which is what I've been working through healing. Like, and that's why my body is experiencing what it is right now with all my gut health is because it's continuing to purge out more of those old stories and old traumas so that I can be continue to be more heart centered and have that heart be the bridge between my physical reality and my spiritual reality. So to be able to really, address that and to really heal my solar plexus to reclaim my power back from the depression and the mental illness and all of that um, through food and really just paying reverence to that and really connecting with my ancestors through food since it's like so part of my DNA like my family owns three restaurants and like like true Italians you know like my dad like straight up like New York Italian guy like the epitome of that guy you know and so um, that, again, is just very much connecting to the ancestral realm and realizing, like, again, like, you know, now your dad's guiding you with your gut health. That's what I'm hearing and seeing right now with him is, like, he's guiding you and he's sharing, like, he's so proud of you right now that you are really bringing this revolution with food and he's supporting you and, and losing him in that area and that stage of your life during the development of your solar plexus and you're working with gut health. And it's just really beautiful to see like how I, I feel him here right now of him like guiding you and like how proud he is of you and just like really on this journey with you. He's smiling up because from so over. <laughs> well, he was really loud. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> to hang out too it's interesting you know I've always yes there's loss and grief but with him I don't know that it was ever suffering because I really do get that I always say about death that it's so wild and so mind-blowing and so painful in all the ways that it can potentially happen that we must know absolutely nothing about what there really is after like for that to make sense to lose in the way that we lose or the way that sometimes it can people can feel taken from us. Like there is so much we don't know about that. I don't, not, I can wait to know, but <laughs> I'm not in any rush. <laughs> I'm not in any rush of any means, but it's so imp- impossible to process. Around. That, yeah. Yeah. That it has to be like my, like it could, there isn't even the language to express of what's on the other side. There just isn't, it's not even there. Mm-hmm. It's, 
but I feel that guidance and that strength and that connectedness to him. And I am, I am grateful for knowing that I'm not grateful so much for how it had to happen, but I am grateful for what I have learned and taken in through it and from it and carry mm. with it. I honor that in you, sister. Oh, thank you. All right. So I want to ask a few lightning round questions. Ah, <laughs> they're not too crazy. Okay. okay. <laughs> so what would you say is one of your spirit animals or animals that you've been seeing a lot lately that are really guiding you? This is another thing I don't think about. <laughs> I'm opening you up, Robin. <laughs> I know. This, this is why I'm here. Yeah. yeah this here. was the resistance you had towards like, oh, sovereign goddess, like, ah. <laughs> oh, God. um, probably birds. Mm-hmm. Dead and Mm -hmm. Yeah, de dead and living. Um, I, like I any was, birds, in, like specifically that you've been seeing a lot of. I did my. I was at my sister's house in Ohio, and she's flooded with robins, which is interesting. Oh, and I, yeah, and I've always taken that as a sign. Like whenever I see like a real robin in front of me, my dad's really well. Of course, my dad's from Ohio, and I went to go visit his sister, who now has cancer and is recovering from chemotherapy and surgery. And so of course the house was bathed in Robin. So yeah. Yeah. So there's your dad. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. What would you share with younger Robin today? It's okay if what you're doing doesn't make sense. Like it, you don't have to, you don't have to have a resume and do your passions at the same time. And you don't have to explain it to everybody and you don't have to make sure that you're paying the rent. So that means you're worthy. Like none of what you're doing needs to make sense. You can, it's okay. You just have permission to just do, do what's in your heart. Mm. Okay. So by the time Navy gets to your age, what do you vision the food, like our relationship with food as a society? Oh my God. Oh, what I have. So I've never thought of this, but I have so many, like so many visions just poured in. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have a two-year-old daughter. Her name is Navy. She's, a she's like the cutest. Redheaded star child. Just star to that. She yeah. really is. Like I got pregnant in a session that should not have resulted in a baby. So clearly like that child just. <laughs> she wanted to come in. <laughs> she was, I didn't think I was ovulating. It was like the pre, pre, maybe we'll start trying. I'm not the youngest in the uh, ovulatorily speaking. Is that a word? I just made it up. Um, and she came in. So this, this child was a thousand percent ready to be here and continues to breathe every moment of that of her life of every day. So, um, the visions that I had was that eating experiences like community. Um, so I see things a lot over my left eye and have a lot of visions. I always have, um, that then get connected to my intuition. It's kind of this loop that runs. Um, so what I'm seeing is that all of our community spaces are overrun with like family tables, like narrow family tables that snake through for people to come and eat together. So whether it's snacks or lunches, breakfasts or dinners, like the way that we have sidewalks is the way that we have these like snake-like interwoven, really cool, easy to install, light, they stay clean, like kind of like subways and buses. And it's just a part of our society. They run through malls, they run through outdoor public spaces, there's plazas, there's, um, you know, glass atriums built over them. It's just a part of our society and it's just expected that we all come to these tables or, you know, 
lunch hours are 90 minutes at work and you're looked, you're frowned upon if you come in under an hour. It's like kind of like an hour plus becomes the new norm for everything. And like families can eat dinners on them or if somebody is single and they don't have somebody to dine with, like they can just walk two blocks down the street to the main street where there would be a bus and there's these like tables. And that literally just came to me. Mm, I'm just feeling into that. When you're talking about the snake, like it's like the Kundalini awakening and that's, that is like becoming that true pure channel of like enlightenment and also embodiment balance. That's a beautiful vision, Robin. I hold that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Cool. And so it is and it is so amazing. Okay. So what is uh, one last thing you would like to share about gut health and helping people reclaim their body back around the health, their gut health and their bodies to really show up and step up and share their truth and their medicine with the world? Hearing so many things. So I'll just talk more than anything. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can pick one thing, one place you're going to start and just know that like you can do this. You can tap into your warrior. It's inside of you. It can be a soft warrior. It can be a fighting warrior. It can be a sleeping warrior. It can be, you know, a blazing with babies on their back warrior. There's all kinds of warriors, but know that you have that inside of you and that they're ready. You know, they're ready. It's just you letting them out of the gate and let them guide you. You do not have to do the work. It does not need to be all on you. You are energetically supported in all the ways and you can do this. Mm, If that's not empowering, I don't know what is. And where can we find more of you? Your book, your coaching, your (laughs) weekly, like, because the epitome of a super mom like you just blow my mind robin truly thank you yeah it's there's a lot there <laughs> there's a lot of ways <laughs> to connect <laughs> and hang out so everything through my name um will include it in the show notes it's robin r-o-b-y-n eucalyptus y-o-u-k-i-l-i-s and i have a great couple things to highlight meal prep workshop and a six-week digital coaching program that i'm starting now and just an fyi my new book Thin from within is on back order and it's going to be a couple weeks for people to order it. So congratulations. Yeah. They blew through like all the the prints and a reprint. So now it's, it's been wild. So there's going to be a Kindle version coming, but I would recommend, and this is a great opportunity to support your local bookshops. If you go to Mm indiebound.org, I-N-D-I-E bound.org, put in your zip code, put in the title, support your local bookshops. And maybe when you're listening to this, the book will be available. So the book is, Thin from within, and if you didn't remember how to spell my name, you could just find the author name. Through the it's book. all it's in the it's in the subject line of the of the podcast. So just right. literally yeah. like open your eyes and just realize like, oh, this is how I spell her name. I'm gonna follow her because she's like amazing and all the things. I just really wanted to honor you, Robin, and really appreciate the work you're doing and your commitment, and your dedication to really help us really heal from the inside out and to just really allow us to really tap into our own inner power and our own inner wisdom and cultivating this real healthy relationship with food again that makes sense, that is going to really propel humanity forward in a way where we're all able to really share our own gifts and like really bring our medicine to the table and really just radiate 
through our skin, our lights, our health, and our vitality. And so I, I bow to you so humbly, and it's, it's truly an honor to have you here, and I'm so excited that with, to see how it's going and to see you, like, all over the place. And I just, it's so beautiful to watch you in your dharma, and thank you for being such a light and inspiration for moms out there and everyone. So I just really bow to that and say thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful blessing. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, mm. for listening. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Go check out Robin. Go support your local bookstores. This is new paradigm again. Like, we love Amazon, but go support your local bookstores, the smaller ones. Those are the, those are the gems. And thank you again for listening. And we'll be seeing more of you soon. Take care. Satnam.